podcast. This is unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gay Tommy. Yeah, Sarah's got a big mouth. Consistently the loudest bitch in the room. So. Yeah, you will. All right, and that's the beginning of the show. Okay, okay, the loudest bitch on the podcast is Sarah York, our guest. Hey, Hello. Sarah. Thank you for having me. Sarah, you're a professional dyke. What I am. You? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. I about am yourself. professional. Um, I reached professional status about eight years ago. Mazel tov. What does that Thank involve? Yeah, what does Getting that mean? a pair of work boots. Well, it does. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm a gold star lesbian, actually, which what does is that my. Mean? You have a child that died in war. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, it's Stonewall. What does that mean? Why? Because you go to war with that pussy and yeah, pretty much. Okay, okay, all right. I'm done. A gold star lesbian <laughs> is one that has never had any sexual intercourse with a man, because uh, I just kind of skipped. Do you have a thing against joy? No. And pleasure. No. <laughs> I don't know. I just never had any interest, so I skipped it. That's interesting. You never had, yeah. like, wh- where did you grow up? I grew up in Nebraska. Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Omaha, Nebraska, and I went to school in northwest Missouri, which is actually smaller and more redneck than Nebraska. I just imagine black people hanging from trees throughout your childhood. Basically, yeah. Um, we had, like, I think two black students in my grade level all through high school. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the most diverse place in the world. But, yeah, I, I just kind of... I was sort of an asexual uh, like being for pretty much my whole life up until my early 20s, so I'd never, I never had any pressure to like... What do you mean asexual? Um, I was kind of like... You just thought about school Not like an actual shit. asexual. I just, I, I never felt any sort of like desire for anyone, like in, men, women, boys, girls, nothing. Since until, childhood, like never, ever, ever. Until I was in my like early 20s. And so then what I realized, changed? oh, this, I don't know. I just, I kissed a girl for the first time, I guess. And oh, then I was like, okay. oh, that's what. Masturbate? Oh, all the time. <laughs> what yeah. did you think huh. of when you were masturbating? I don't really remember. Just yourself. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I don't know if I remember. I think I, th- I think I would think about like someone I don't honestly. I don't remember what my teenage masturbatorial imagery was. Um, Seriously, I yeah. literally just imagine you going, Sarah York, Sarah York, Sarah York, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I do now. <laughs> You're perfect for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever have sex with a woman? Uh, yeah, and it was like really awkward and uncomfortable. Um, I mean, we're about to eat. Can we not discuss that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember like the, the I I had sex with a woman who was a virgin. Okay. And that my poor girl. Penis, I know, and she <laughs> cried, and I was like, oh god, she knows that I'm not into this too. Like that, I couldn't tell why she was crying, but she was like in pain because I got a big dick. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> Just the kidding. irony is that you were a perfect Irish starter dick for her. I know. You Little were. did she know. <laughs> it only gets better for me. Everyone know. She um and I had that's when I was a junior in high school and it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. I I like did a lot of like hooking up with girls. Okay. I did a lot of fingering. Mm. There was uh, a lot of tonguing. I mean, I'm throwing up in my mouth. <laughs> Can you please tell us about p- stuffing your whole fist in a man's ass before I puke, please? <laughs> okay, well, you could also just visit our Patreon to see the video. <laughs> Patreon.com slash unhirable. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to like get to a point. I would... I. I I have this fantasy of being one of those like radical artists in New York from like the fifties and sixties who all were just like fucking one another. Right. And, and it was like, I don't know. I, I would love to live like that, but I have no interest in sleeping with a woman. Like yeah. None. Literally artists still do that. Artists fuck <laughs> each other. non It's like literally are they do I like know. more than art. You yeah, know what I mean? totally. Like Except nobody the, does art. No, but the artists I know are all like fucking suburban, like, babies they like mm. grew up in cradles until they left for college i mean i'm yeah. right here i know <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know a lot of the artists i meet in new york city i'm like not really impressed with uh mm-hmm. like I mean, a lot of them are institutionalized feels personal okay go on. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like fine art i don't mean like comedy i don't mean performance although it's true of like everything everybody's mm-hmm. so suburbanized yeah don't you feel that what way? does that even mean i think if you look at even aesthetics of like the things that are replacing the businesses that are going out of business here. It's like, it looks like, like Starbucks now look like Starbucks that could be in the suburbs, like in Wellesley, Massachusetts. Like I walked by Starbucks. The reason I bring up that example that had so much open space in it, it made me uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, I forget where this was. I think it was in Chelsea in Manhattan. 
Um, but anyway, long story short, it's just like there was like so much space mm-hmm. and, and it felt like that was like catering to something that wasn't New York. Because like when I think of New York, I think of like being one on top of another. Right. Like that's what makes the city so cool is that we're able to survive that way. But like all these people who grew up with like a lot of their own space now are now making art. And so they think that like because they have their own space that they have the right to just do whatever they want with it. And it's like not that interesting. Just so people know, we are literally recording this podcast in a mansion <laughs> in Williamsburg. We sure are. That's a true. rich people mansion doing our art. OK, go on. I'm sorry. It makes this uncomfortable. I'm yes. suffering. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rich people house. There are TVs just tucked into the walls all over this place. There's like four stairs going to four different places yeah. <laughs> it's true a roof that is private yeah, i mean are there. you following are you <laughs> hearing me there are five stairs but yes i do hear what you're saying grass <laughs> that belongs to them that isn't weed like i hope everyone's understanding me these are it's straight crazy. people though who washer are dryer up. yeah Mm-hmm. in the house i know i know i've used it i've used it i'm not gonna lie what do you want me to tell you but Giant i'm dog, dog sitting dog sitting beautiful size of a roommate <laughs> size a of a roommate precious yes, moment. A that's rich dog. people shit he's a gay autistic dog with emotional difficulties i mean he is a fucking man. we're <laughs> literally <laughs> twins but the first so time, okay i'm sorry it's not important all it's of this is to podcast. say that i think that thank you for acknowledging <laughs> that <laughs> for once we agree <laughs> um all of this is to say that like I don't know, like, to grow up in a sphere where you were asexual and then a dyke is very interesting to me because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how you can grow up anywhere and not know what your sexuality is. Yeah, I think um, I think, I think, think because I grew up somewhere where literally, I mean, everyone can say this, but every single piece of imagery, every p- piece of culture, movies, every single thing told me I should be straight and that I should like boys. Mm-hmm. And just not having those feelings and not having the emotion attached to any of those feelings, I would find myself pretending to have a crush on a boy and convincing myself that that's what a crush was, was just using very simple like logic as a way to have a crush on boys. And I would only have a fake crush on a boy if I thought that he and I would look good together. And this is at like 11 years old. I'd be like, well, that boy is the only one in the whole school taller than me. So I should like him. Superman hair. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was six feet tall in seventh grade. So I was very fucking awkward in every single way. And I was overweight and just like, I sort of. You had no choice but to become a lesbian. Exactly. Like, what was I going to do? That's not fair. I had, I was, I was clinically underweight, had a back brace and acne. Like, I get it. I'll tell um, you this, Karen, you talk about this a lot. But I can't imagine that she didn't have a choice. (laughs) You were pretty, I know. (laughs) I didn't have a choice but to be a lesbian. I would have had it really rough had I been, had I just happened to be straight. Because I really, I mean, because my physical presence was. Very intimidating to teenage boys, mm-hmm. obviously. And I always felt like like that was the one thing I hated about myself. And now it's my greatest strength is that my physical presence makes men move aside from me on a sidewalk. Okay, so the way that sometimes. I know, Sarah. Mine too. I'm big. I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been established on this podcast. You're new. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way I know, Sarah, is that we both worked for a psychotic borderline celebrity <laughs> chef. Um, yeah. Not together, really. No. I worked there, and then you worked there after me, but mm-hmm. I think I would, like, help out, because I know I worked with you at some Yeah, point. you helped out for a week or two here and there. But um, you <laughs> do cut... Yeah. You, I was shady. <laughs> you do use your physical presence in a way that is like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like intense. my... It's how I get through life. Like, And I, and I don't what do you want mean? to be... Well, because you're like a dude. That's like, what's annoying shit about you to me on social media. <laughs> Is that you're like kind of jockey? Oh yeah, and your stupid politics that yeah. annoy me because they're very Hillary. <laughs> what? What are? But your I know my I almost politics. I wore my Hillary shirt. I wish almost. you had. It would have been so good. What are your dumb politics? I'm just very like a mainstream Democrat, and it annoys the shit out Boo. of me. Boo! I mean, I welcome to our show where yeah. we respect our differences. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. What do you? Okay, okay. But yeah, my politics I annoy you too. It doesn't go. It's not a one-way street. No, I street. love annoying politics. We like we're both annoying politics. Like yeah, the yeah. most mm-hmm. annoying politics. What is the point of politics if they're not going to be annoying? Right. Literally the whole point. Because everything be is fucked up, so your politics better be annoying. It so should that be you a have splinter. To say. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. If it's not a splinter under your gross thumbnail. All right, but let's talk about why you were dumb and voted for Hillary Clinton. So I, (laughs) well, I actually thought she would win at that point. Um, I just, 
I just, it was, it's very, it's actually kind of dumb in a way because I'm so, I'm so anti-Trump that all I wanted was for Trump to lose and I didn't really care how, like I, That's I just where thought everyone this gets is the wrong. candidate, you know, vote for, I mean, why would I, why would I take my vote and put it somewhere else? And when I could just put it in this big bucket that will hopefully weigh this, you know, we all did that. It just didn't. Not not this monster, but I yeah, and I. But I mean, we I all did that. Not, It didn't. My vote didn't fucking matter anyway. I was voting absentee in Nebraska, and that that's a red state every year. So. But know, that's nice because that's rather. a protest vote. Yeah. To cast that kind vote, of. did you vote this year? I did. Yeah. To cast that vote is a protest. Like you know that your vote is meaningless, mm-hmm. so you send it in mm-hmm. to to show some symbol that right. you're not consenting to what's happening right at your home that's why i voted for jill stein in brooklyn oh yeah it's literally exactly why i voted for jill stein yeah i mean i guess i don't know it's so funny like looking back it's funny to talk about the election in terms of like well this was my rationale when so and so because in the last six months or the last well at this point nine months have been so fucking have been so miserable and so like Things just keep fucking piling on that you think, okay, this is it. This is the apex of stupidity. Well, this can't go further. And then it does. And now I don't even fucking remember. Let me I don't even remember it before the election, honestly. You don't remember what? Russia either, I bet. I don't like, <laughs> most people don't. Like, it's yeah. just coming so quickly. All of these things from, like, Calm the fuck down, all these, like, maniac. villains from 80s movies are now in the news, you know? like Yeah, but let me ask you something. What is, to you, the peak of stupidity, right? So every time you're like, oh, um, this is the worst thing. So what's the last worst thing, right? The la- I think that the the fact that we have... I think his use of social media is, is really getting to the point to me where I'm like, are you... Fucking, I just can't imagine someone having access or an administration or people who are supposed to be his handlers letting him fucking tweet whatever just thought pops into his brain. Why it does that bother mind. you? Well, what's the, and what's the consequence of that? Um, I think it's just like, I think I'm so used to, regardless of political party of who's been in power, I'm, I'm used to having that sort of like sheep brain where I'm like, okay, this the president is a level-headed person nothing could get that bad here like that's what i've been told you know in my midwestern upbringing in mm. our history education which i'm sure is questionable and so it makes schools. you feel like out of control it makes me feel out of control it makes me feel like and holy fuck mm-hmm. things could be things could destabilize like it could go off the rails because this man will tweet literally whatever is in his fucking brain mm-hmm. and will antagonize people who have actual power to do things that, or just someone with absolutely zero geopolitical knowledge or experience or anything. And not that, you know, I don't know. I think that we would have had a very boring middling presidency under Hillary Clinton, but that's to me, that's better than this fucking tire fire. So no, I mean, you don't have to defend voting for Hillary. I was just kidding. No, I'm, I'm not, like, I mean, it that's really, not like the, it's also super it doesn't reasonable. Matter. Like, but yeah, I yeah. think that's, I that's think what, I what you it. just said is like representative of how everybody on the left field. Well, it speaks like, to yeah. a value left of to comfort. Just like middle left. Of, like the primary value is comfort. Yeah. Like, and that's where right. I, that's what I fundamentally disagree with. And not just like, not just in you, but like in general in people's politics is like, I, I, I wish more people in our generation were willing to get uncomfortable. Like this mm-hmm. is uncomfortable to have this kind of a conversation. This is like a micro discomfort. Is it? Yeah. No, not really. I think it's, it's not common. I don't think people commonly have these types of like explicit. Well, people on the left really don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're like, no one that I've talked to anyway. Everyone that I talked, everyone that I choose to engage with over politics, I I found myself choosing people who I know will agree with me, which is not the way to do anything. You well, know? that's about race too. Yeah, like that's mainly about race, and that's why it's like kind of cool to talk to right wing people. Because right wing people will right wing white people mm-hmm. will talk about race with you, and they'll they'll they're willing to fuck up because they a either don't think they're fucking up, or b think they see themselves also part of that identity of that being, being that far right on the left is being opposed to this like big monolithic culture of progressive left. Like they're like they want people to know that mm-hmm. it's specifically in opposition. But it's to not that. about right and left. It is literally about black and white. Like that's that's fundamentally what I think it all comes down to in this country, and like until we can really get around that. Do you mm-hmm. think it comes down to black and white, or do you think it comes down to class and money? 
Uh, Which also coincides with black and white. Sure, but the country was literally structured on a black and white premise. So you have to like... The go back to the root. But after post, yeah. But that has. But post slavery doesn't itself. mean post slavery because slavery. I get it. I get it. Post slave yeah, era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I agree that that's from that. But like, shit changes, shit evolves, and the one's the evolution of the other. All I know is that the things that annoy me the most about other white people are the way that they talk about black people. Right. That is fundamentally. My biggest issue. Why? Not all white people, but like when somebody talk not you actually, Sarah, so I'm not talking about no, you I know. at yeah. all right now. But why? Um, I'm sure I could go back and find something you said oh, that sure. was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, let's get our new intern, Peter, to, <laughs> to go back and scroll through Sweet, Sarah's. gentle Peter. <laughs> Please make yourself useful. <laughs> um, but the whole like idea of like, white people trying to rally other white people to end white supremacy on social media is like a really distasteful to me, even though I am a participant in it. Um, Mm -hmm. If not as explicitly, at least energetically, like that's Mm -hmm. definitely what I'm bringing to the table, but I just get really annoyed by like white people who have all white friends posting about what we need to be doing. Right. like, Like just, everybody shut the fuck up like let's just like all follow a bunch of black people on twitter if we don't have black friends right but i hate you know what i hear you but that take a seat seat shit sucks it's like no not take a seat about everything just this one thing like don't tell other white people what to do like listen who's doing that though well everybody (laughs) yeah i don't want to actually call people out about that unless i do it to their face uh like for sure yeah the way i kind of feel about it is it's it's the broader way that I feel about allyship in general is like I've it's had conversation. I, I hate that word. I know you hate that word. Um, uh, the I hate everything though, so maybe it's I my know. Problem. Well, I just no, Tommy. We hate everything. <laughs> Thank you. It's so nice not That's to be alone. Sweet. Love you, but I hate so much love in here. So it's good. on brand. Okay. Yeah. I just hate. Pe- I hate when people are like performing the whole I'm your ally thing because they want the social reward from the from whatever marginalized group they're talking about whether it's gay people trans people black people like anyone I actually got in a fairly I wouldn't say heated but a but an argument a long one with a very good friend because she she white oh yeah she reached (laughs) out to um oh yeah yeah yeah. what shade of white are we talking about I'm talking like the whitest like a like a one of those wooden cutouts that say live laugh love from target mm-hmm. on your mantle like that white my mom yeah <laughs> i mean it was I'm, your mom i'm right here <laughs> i always have my suspicions but okay go on <laughs> well basically she she reached out to uh she commented on a post that a very very famous black journalist wrote on facebook and who's she the famous expe- black journalist Ijeoma Oluo. okay and Ijeoma Oluo didn't get didn't really give her any social reward for that in any way she kind of like called her out because what she was saying was some sort of toothless like white girl remark about I don't even remember the top a very specific topic that she had originally posted about and my friend was so upset about this because she's like well she didn't even I'm like I'm trying to be nice and I had to explain to her if that's not if you are if you are being this person if you're on their side or if you're on her side for this particular issue why are you re- what is your what is your goal in commenting under something that she's written or engaging with her? Like do you want her to pat you on the back for not for Wait, what did the actual post say? Like what we that I don't about? remember. It was something um okay, it, so it was this about, is about like I think it was about white women and the way that they had reacted in the I think it was like in the wake of it might have been Beyonce's new song. It was something. It was something very specific. I don't remember what it was. It was White women ago. and black women need to scream at each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's what needs to happen. Honestly, you just need yeah. to scream at one another. What white women is it don't like to scream. Specifically about white women and black women. There is like a thing between them that's white like a women beef. are racist and black women used to be slaves. Right. Okay, but you know what, Tommy? To I that. I don't disagree with that. However, there's the added thing of, and we've had guests on our show who are black, who had racist views against white people and i'm not saying that is a personal complaint for me but i'm saying 
But it is, because under the definition of the word, it's exactly what white people also do to black people. And I've seen it, and I've seen, like, dismissiveness mm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, uh, I, I mean, don't know. I don't about, like that word. I, I, feel like, I feel like you're invalidating my lived experience wait, 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 right wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Ahead. My favorite racists are the black ones, just to be clear to all... <laughs> I mean, listening. can we go back on the show and fucking find it for you? Like, not, I mean, that was really an aggressive for you, but, um, no, no, no I agree with you. I think it's also I true. I'm talking saying. about white between white men and black women specifically. There is a ton of that. Both sides, like black women and white women are both like, they suck. You know what I mean? Like white, well, white women, women have their white reasons. White women are also scared of black women. This? Yeah. Who is the, to me, young white women. Yeah. I would say Pretty much almost exclusively straight. You're not straight, so relax. I'm a half C. And <laughs> you're also not a bartender. Are the single worst life. demographic to wait on in they New are. York City? 100% I agree Period. with that. Why? I, Entitled, so cunty, demanding, Ooh, Every annoying, word you just used. Unreasonable, every, stingy. You're, you're still hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> the word. This like word cloud at the beginning Loud of the corporate presentation I'm really glad to hear you say that because like I, I I've would heard know. The yeah. absolute worst. Yeah, no, the absolute worst, and I don't know why that is. So there's a problem, too. That's another problem that just needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. We got to all figure that out. Like, those are more your people than my people right, right now. I get a lot of work to do with the, like, That's gay white guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's divisive language. That's divisive. Your yeah, people whatever, versus my people. Yeah, but it's divisive and it's inclusive. No, it's not. It's your people I don't my live people. the experience, so I don't know what it is. You guys more live the experience than I do, so you, mm-hmm. you have a better... white women. Yeah, I can go and, like, get toward, like, a gay white guy more than I can go get toward, like a gay black guy for saying mm-hmm. something. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. Kind of like have an understanding about like what's underlying this behavior. So in the hierarchy of oppression, if you believe in that, where, I don't. Are, wh- where are white women? Oh, uh, but pretty close. Regardless to of sexuality. Yeah. No, no, no. Pretty, pretty close to the top of the pecking order. Yeah. 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 I would say second only, okay. I would say to white men. You know, right? I disagree. I think that straight men. I think yeah. in the pecking yeah. order of things that are men don't care about women. important and warrant like social preservation, women are at the top. Like women, the society is geared towards making sure that like women don't serve in combat. But that's for example. used against them. It's geared mm-hmm. towards right, and it, and the extreme of that which it always ends up going to before the pendulum keeps swinging is the infantilization of women. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're there. I'll decide if you can have this baby or not. Like, that's the extension no, of that. No, I do it all the time. That's like a perverse extension of this coddling of women as being, white women as being mm-hmm. the most precious thing we have. White but women, the damsel in distress thing. Like, I, I feel like a white woman in distress, first of all, has caused young black men to be killed. In the case of Emmett Till, if you look that up, it's yep. like, it's so or fucking. Or if you listen to Kanye or whoever put that in the Yeah, song. I mean, well, it, it's. One of those black guys. Yeah. <laughs> One of those black rappers. I don't know. I just feel like white women, when they start crying, elicit so much more of like a, oh, who did this to you? What can I do to avenge this well, from some people, anyone than any other group of people? Some people on the this media. podcast who shall that's, not that's be that's named it. make fun of white tears. I'm just saying. Yes, I white do. women's yes, tears. I do. Especially. Yeah. Mock them They're acidic, man. They hurt. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, like, I also have, like, compassion for people to a, to a degree. But, like, I just think, like, I don't know. Like, white people, we could spend a little less time, like, investing lessons for other people and what we say. Like, myself mm-hmm. included. Like, trying just to, like, we do, we're a spinoff of Race Wars with oh. Karen's boyfriend, Kurt Metzger, and Kurt is probably. Do you know about Kurt? I know I've heard the name, but I can't remember in what context. I know he's a comedian, right? Yeah, so he's problematic to a lot of feminists. But Kurt just like says literally exactly what's on his mind because it's honest. Uh-huh. Like that's his impulse. I've I've done like radio and podcasting stuff with him for for a long time, and he says shit that I think is fucked up, but it's always immediate and it's always honest and i don't feel like a lot of times when i'm talking to feminists that that's what i'm getting i'm getting a lot of like recalling of things that are filed away from either volunteering mm-hmm. that they've done or like classes they took in college experience yes and it's just like and right. everything is imbued with lessons and this is no shade on feminists i just want to like call it out because i've done a lot a lot of the spheres I run in are white feminist. Yeah. So I experience this a lot. And the men who do the work are just, especially the straight men are like 
borderline always the worst. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just like cut your penis off and sacrifice <laughs> it into the volcano already. I it's what you want to do. That's say so that Rick and Morty. And then, and then do things that are not or start arguments for well, no Well, here's the thing. Like, you guys heard about the thing with Joss Whedon. Whedon. Oh, yeah, his ex-wife. I didn't he, read that. he fucked all these chicks and then told his wife right before they got divorced. Oh, you don't and say? He's she a dude? Published it. Okay, but, but you know what? All the shit that I read. that she was marrying a straight man when she <laughs> married him or a man. But that's it. Like, can someone do that and still be a feminist? Of course they can. 120%. Of course they can. Fucking mm. women on the side, which we are literally programmed in our cells to do, has nothing to do with believing in equality between men and women and advocating. Yeah, we all right. got to get our dick wet sometimes. Nothing. And literally that is some shady ass shit that his uh, ex-wife wrote. I'm like so happy she did that because it was so did fun she to read. Like some sort of public post about. It's a blog, a okay. guest blog post, and it's so fucking good. Just a shade, 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 shade. T T T. It's like she the wrote best. It? Yes. But oh wait, my God. wait. Was he sexually assaulting was women, amazing. or was he just like no? Fucking he them? was fucking them. Yeah. But right. yeah. When they were getting a divorce, I'm into he, it. Then <laughs> he confided it in her. He was like, "Look, oh, he wrote it to her. That was dumb. He wrote her like a letter, That's I a guess, or whatever idea. that she." quotes and like oh it is you guys it is so good Can I I like, i'm so glad this I happened to these people these very nice people this horrible thing <laughs> i'm on both of their sides of course obviously yeah, yeah. Yeah, it she, sucks for her to that's her. humiliating i totally understand she published she's that. furious it's yeah. so great but she's the fucking shit for giving us something to read on the train like I god that. bless her anyone who does that is, is just winning and he's just a dude who yeah, got the chance to fuck a bunch of chicks who said a man's as faithful as his options was what it the is great chris shit? rock i mean it's just like <laughs> god that it's is true, true. whoa so, you know, don't be an idiot. Publish shady shit. I love it, mm -hmm. but totally. don't be dumb. Yeah, and you know, I don't think a lot of men want to admit the truth about who we are as a creature uh, to ourselves, but, like, literally just go on Grinder or Scruff. Maybe I'm just jaded living in New York. I would be but booed off like, there. You know I can't do that. Not my you term. have to show me. This is not my term, but, like, there's just cock zombies everywhere. Ooh, I've What's never heard mean? cock zombies. What? It's literally I love what that. is on. Yeah, but. What's that? What's that? What's that? It's like a zombie for cock. It's like they're oh, not going to, like, eat like you. They're oh. just going <laughs> to, like. Such a niche. They're not going to stop. Like, you're just, they're gonna not going to stop until they consume your penis. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that I've seems been a like cock high in demand, low in supply. Yeah. You guys, you know how I don't like to talk about my private life, but I haven't <laughs> had sex in <laughs> almost two months. Really? Yeah, it's wow. true. Okay. Tov. In New York City, Good yeah. For you. Has it been spiritual for you or just a bit hungry for you? It was a <laughs> bit um, medically necessary at oh, first right. because I had a really bad psoriasis outbreak. Oh, and your butthole. Uh, and my butthole. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but whatever. I can't actually talk about this right now. <laughs> Pe I mean, Peter you is only here. talked about it 8,000. <laughs> like Actually, I just found a line. I found a line. I don't normally have boundaries. It doesn't boundaries, bear repeating. I just hit a boundary. I'm sorry. If you guys are <laughs> listening and this is your first time and you want to hear all about Tommy's asshole, you just go back a few episodes. We literally talk <laughs> yeah, about it or constantly. Or like just Google my Google Tommy O'Malley and asshole on Twitter, and I promise no, you. No, that just brings up your actual personality. <laughs> 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 oh, that was so <laughs> funny <laughs> and good. <laughs> up top. Okay. Just kidding. No, I just wanted it low. I'm gonna be too slow. Oh. I'm gonna be too slow. Come on, okay, you give me a. Okay, I'm a nice person. I let him do it. Well, yeah, I did. You did <laughs> I'm also too slow, as we agreed previously. I just high fived her for the listeners at home. This is great. I mean, podcasting. this is literally just audio. No one can see what we're doing. Yeah, I don't know. You guys get it. You're smart and you get it. I sort of think that like. I'm at a point where I've said so much about what I think about the world that I I now have and listened to it because I've listened to every episode of this podcast that I now second guess literally every thought that comes out of my mouth. And I don't understand why more people don't do that because I hear all the contradictions in what I say from episode to episode. It has been beautiful watching you discover how wrong you are. <laughs> but I've also... Really, like it's been <laughs> spiritual for me. And, like, I really love this podcast for it. This yeah, is my it's baby. True. Actually, you know what? That's kind of true. Thank you. That's, like, that's like your mission in You're, life. You've no. been so wrong. In my life, maybe. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. What's one thing that you can think of off the top of your about? head that you, that you, listening back or, you know, however many months or years or whatever, that you truly think you were wrong about crucially critically just mortally wrong about i don't think my values have been wrong i don't think my values have shifted yeah. uh, that's been steady what i think is wrong is the way that i express them and i think what i've done i think in honestly large part 
by watching, like having the privilege to sit at the table with Kurt Metzger, which is cool because I consider Kurt a friend, Mm -hmm. but I also consider him like a genius that I know, Mm -hmm. which is like kind of like a crazy combination (laughs) in a person. I don't want to make this too Kurt centric, but he is the genesis of the breaking up of at least one of my very, very, very close relationships. Really? Yes. Knowing Kurt and kind of standing by Kurt or not publicly calling him out for things he said about rape. That were fucked up. But isn't it obnoxious to expect your friends to take a stand on all their other friends? When I was at Auschwitz, I don't know how many times (laughs) I can say that I was literally at the cafe across from Auschwitz, turned on my Wi-Fi, get all these text messages from my friend Meg, who was... Doesn't it feel good to be able to use the Holocaust as an excuse just one time in your life? (laughs) I literally said he's looking for attention. What do you want me to tell you? Stop giving him attention if you don't want him to have attention. What do you want me to tell you? And in conclusion, Holocaust. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, which is an experience everyone should have. Talking about Kurt Metzger <laughs> at Auschwitz. <laughs> yes. We've been, as we do every show, we wish Holocaust on people. We want to make it big. My favorite part of the Holocaust tour, the uh, Auschwitz tour, was when Magda, my Polish tour guide, yelled at one of the tourists, who I believe was like like a white woman, uh, for pulling out a sandwich <laughs> when we were in front. You know goddamn well she was a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> Polish woman named Magda. <laughs> no, I know Magda was that. Magda, Magda's like a figure in my life Whoever's for the rest of my life. Whoever's about to commit this horrible mm-hmm. offense. I, I'm not even kidding. You just have to, like, this is the other <laughs> thing, like, why I don't really care about, like, what, like, people want me to think anymore or what I think, like, I want people to think as much anymore is because, like, Magda literally tours people through a place where people were starved to death, where families were lined up facing a brick wall, and, and one shot, by one yeah. they shot. Yeah, I stood at the wall. One by one from youngest child to Ugh, parent yeah. shot each person and made them hear each person. Oh, I mean, fucking evil shit. I I don't know what to say about that. But to like now come back to the United States after that experience, which was exactly a year ago, exactly a year ago, right this week, to like all the bullshit about the election and getting like unfriended because I talked to people that didn't think (laughs) right. And I know that the Nazis imprisoned people and then exterminated people that didn't think right before they went for all the Jews. Mm -hmm. Wait, what did the sandwich lady do? What sandwich? The oh. white sandwich lady. She <laughs> suffered like most white women. No, no, because but, but Magda wouldn't uh, let her eat it in front of the isolation cell. Oh, she wanted to eat her food in front in uh, in wow. Auschwitz. In front of one of those nasty snack brick in buildings. Au- she wanted yeah. to have a snack in Auschwitz. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's and like old Auschwitz um, and like the like not the one that the prisoners built for themselves. Can I but be the honest? If you're someone who died in Auschwitz. Wouldn't you be like, are you fucking kidding me? If you saw someone being forbidden to eat at Auschwitz, you're like, that was our whole problem. Yeah. Just let her eat. She's hungry. <laughs> I could have killed for a pretzel. <laughs> schnitzel her. <laughs> I didn't eat any schnitzel in Poland. That's like German. But I did eat some delicious pierogies. Mm, all right, enough of the food talk. It's insulting us. And I, Oh, I didn't <laughs> hook up with any Polish people. I did hook up with an American GI. He wasn't a GI, but he was in the Air Force. Oh, great. Boo. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) He was on Guam. Did you thank him for his service? Yes, repeatedly. In a butt way? (laughs) (laughs) How receptive. We're still friends. He's still a friend. I I mean, he might listen to this. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. How you doing? GI butt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your service, sir. GI butt slang. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I really think that everybody in this country just has their priorities dead wrong and what are their priorities if it's getting anything do- other everyone than people, liberal then it's the people wrong. that i agree with like getting donald trump i don't think should be out of office should be the priority oh, fighting how stupid are donald people? trump should be the priority i think i think if like there can be d- donald trump is like you know, in those, um, what are they called? Pinball pinball machines? Oh, my God, I'm so uh-huh. dumb. The pinball machines, like, when you go to an arcade or whatever and play, right? And the ball goes all fucking crazy like that. But then yeah. there's those little mechanisms on the side. The where little flapper like, things. You can flap. You can kind of, like, make it go in a certain direction. Like, that's Donald Trump. And getting mad at the office is, is ass backwards, a huge effort, not what we need to do, totally wasted effort. What we need to do is use the little flappers mm-hmm. and kind of maneuver him. Like, he's not without ability to do something. He got himself 
fucking elected president, we can harness his power like solar. Okay, but we have to fight what's happening because he's now, this is why it's not left and he's right. He's malleable. Actually. His greatest asset is he will change his mind. It's black and he white on a social level. He only responds to praise, level. though. Like, I, I think he's he responds, such a simple... No, you're wrong. He responds to losing face. He responds to shame. He doesn't want to lose face. No, but General and Kelly that's what makes taken him over. Malleable. This is what more people need to be talking about. I think that Sarah Shulman is right, friend of the show, Sarah Shulman, when she says that there's a military junta happening, it's true. Like, General Kelly is put into this position. Suddenly we see a complete tone shift in a lot of shit from, like, immigration right on down to the war in Afghanistan. So this guy, who a lot of right-wing anti-war quote-unquote people voted for, is now being led by a general he's damned if you do damned if you don't so if the way if it, the white house was fucking batshit wild going crazy like it was mm-hmm. before everybody's like it's out of control it's crazy they get somebody in who imposes military discipline for fucking one someone who can finally on the get law them to operate and normally candidate. and he's people are right. like oh it's a military junta what do you want do you want it to work or not if this is what it takes it's not a military you, junta. You have a he's point. working for the president let's give it a fucking shot it's been That's a good days point. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But also, I think I know. we need to be Thank skeptical. You for noticing. Yeah, but I'm also right. So let me just finish the sentence so okay, I can just I love prove you. it. All right, it's all love. It's, it's we're loving each other here. Jesus Christ. All right, God. Angry Tommy is fucking terrifying. You guys have no idea. You okay. think he's all la- buttholes and smiles. I'm one of those feminist men that actually hates women. Oh my god, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but you believe in our equality. You hate yeah. everyone though. It's Not fine. really, hey, Sarah. Babe. You don't even know him. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. Yeah. But if you're a lesbian, we've never dug in on feminism. If you're feminism. a lesbian, well, I, I don't oh, know. I am. I give lesbians <laughs> more more of a yeah chance because you love a lesbian. I do love a lesbian. I think lesbians make better managers. I think they make better business owners. I have like mm-hmm. empirical data to show this is we true. both do yeah, yeah, so like I don't know i I don't hate women. I really dislike mainstream white feminism, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that, but I'm kind of over that shit too because I think that there's like it's not really white, it might be more class like you were saying at the beginning, and that's really what it comes down to but you that's he what means we see. Yeah, but that's what we do even like in like the worlds that we all run in, right? Like so you guys are both in comedy on different sides of the fence. We have sketch with Sarah, we have stand up with you, mm-hmm. Karen. That's like a whole like, like ecosystem. We yeah. we Sarah, you and I share the restaurant ecosystem. There's like a lot of race shit that happens in all of our different spheres that we run in, the podcasting spheres. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing you know, a I podcast. I got to tell you, I don't think there's that much race shit, not that I know or I'm the expert in comedy like fun is kind of an equalizer well okay but that's like among peers but in terms of like structurally um if you want to talk about like systemic or structural racism look at like there's a lot of black and brown people coming up comedy fast central that's though. what people want but like look at comedy central right that's where like most of america probably consumes stand-up comedy netflix between that too. and netflix mm-hmm. yeah so netflix is i don't know i don't know anything about it but i know comedy central that black comics s- complain about it that's fair what enough. I know about it. Yeah. That's fair enough. But white comics also complain about it. Like working comics who have worked with Comedy Central have yeah, complaints but I don't care about what it because that's the say. nature of it. <laughs> about I mean, structural I'm right racism. here. <laughs> no, 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 about structural racism. Like I'm not going to hear I about. I don't know. I can't speak to the structural racism at, uh, at any TV station, much less Comedy Central. I have no fucking idea. But, um, I, but yeah, wow. I made it about me. Go ahead. Finish your point. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. It's your superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> How much time has this been? Um, oh, are you bored? No. <laughs> I'm being professional. Whoa. Are we boring you? Should we gay it up? However much time it's been. Karen's been finger banging. Do you guys want to <laughs> talk about that? Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, my God. Do we have to? <laughs> Go on. Seriously, how much time in are we? We haven't timed it. 38. Okay, perfect. 29, to be specific. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, how's lesbian life treating you, Sarah? Oh, how's not lesbian <laughs> but kind of dykey? Kind of queer. No, I haven't queered up. However, yeah, I am just, I've been quite straight. But um, I have been skewing, I have been, I mean, in my activities, like I've been just all straight all the time recently. Do you Mm. know what I'm saying? Like there's been no les shit. There's (laughs) been no les shit. It's just been good old comfortable straight shit. All right. 
Um, yeah, Les is once. I don't, you know what? I can't. Okay, that's too much. Now it's too real. But oh, I've been skewing. Are you, are you turned on? You're acting. What's going on? No, are we all, don't should we all take our me. shirts you're off? What am I now. doing? Now I you're don't bullying know. me. We could just have no, a No, I'm not too turned <laughs> on, Tommy, you bully. I'm just making a it's point. True, I am a bully. I feel like I've been stuffed <laughs> back in my back braids. Okay. <laughs> No, but that's interesting. So um, but, but, what was I about to say? <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about. The oh, yeah. World. I've been skewing mad les for like who like talks to me in public. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like for some reason, for some reason, I've been, for some reason, women have just felt the need to like give me numbers and stuff, which is so sweet. It's like cute. Yeah. I like, follow them on Instagram or whatever, but I don't really understand it. I've, it's, I've never skewed that ever. And it's like sweet. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not like, I have my very specific preference for whatever. For but, women. And I'm also, <laughs> I'm also newly. This is too personal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't get so personal. Oh, my God. It's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Everyone who listens to the show knows that you fingered somebody. I did finger somebody. Thank <laughs> you for noticing. <laughs> it went great. Good. <laughs> yeah, it was the most fun. Wait, so but how old were you when you first did that? When um, you first started hooking up with women? I was a late, I was a late bloomer. I think 23. That is so late. I know. That's six whole years. I'm only years. 31, so this is like... I was 21 when I lost my virginity. Only eight years of my life have I been sexually active, and 100% of it has been with women. And wow. I just like and no interest in men ever. Gold star Not for ever. you. I actually did. I saw a dick once when I was in college. I was making out with a, this boy named Neil. He'll yeah. never listen to this. And mm-hmm. Isn't that just wow, the name so of a rude. guy you made out he with in college? Neil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I? No. And I, I was so fucking drunk because it was college. And I just remember at one point <laughs> a dick emerged. And I like looked at it and I said, nope. And I <laughs> left the room. And I think that was the last time I ever had you any sexual interaction with a man in my life. And I was like 20 years old at the time. Or a dick or walked you from the room? A dick was like... What do you think? And I was like, I'm good. Unsubscribe. You're like, I'm, I'll I'm take leaving. the check. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're such a lesbian that you now do a show called The, the box. box. Yeah. Is it Although at the, the box? The box is what's that? Is it at the box? No, it is not mm, affiliated at all. Missed opportunity. So. <laughs> I know, total missed opportunity. <gasps> um, the thing broke. Oh, I didn't even notice that this thing broke. Oh, bummer. Our little thing broke. Oh, that's okay. The pipe. Our smoke yule. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my show is oh, I didn't notice that. Mm, not affiliated with the box theater. I didn't even know about that until I Googled us. And I was like, oh, there's something way more popular that is called the box. But no, our show is, uh, it's written, produced, like performed entirely by women, um, of, of varying backgrounds, women of color, gay women, straight women, whatever. What does women of color mean? Uh, black women in our case, I guess. Yeah. That, that only means black women for us. Black women, white women. So all comics, all sketch comics. Yes, all comics. What are you in writing about? Way. What are you doing? Um, we mm. basically every show of ours is a live show, and it revolves around a one-word theme. We we j- we literally just started meeting to begin season three, but um, an example would be last season. Our our topics um, ranged from there was one. F- called Privilege, which was obviously a show that sort of dissects the different elements of privilege. Oh, it sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it was, you would hate it. I, oh my God, <laughs> I already hate it. I always want to invite you to one of our shows, and then I think like, Tommy no, I'm fucking come. hate no, this. No, 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 no. If I, there's a heaven and a hell, <laughs> hell is a show by women called Privilege. Okay, I'm so sorry. I just had to get it out. I just had to get it out. It's burning. Right, right, it's right. giving me ulcers to not say it out loud. Um, okay, okay. But like, you know, sex will be a theme. That it, it sort of just, it's a very general theme assigned to each show, and we have a panel discussion at one point. We have stand-up comics. We have um, video sketches are our, our primary output right now. How queer are we talking? Not that queer. Okay. So that's only good. two of us are gay. That's good. Of only eight women. Yeah. That's a big, that's bigger yeah. than the percentage of, well, not bigger than the percentage of women. Yeah. I just think like every woman is gay at some point. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah, that's why yeah. it's so interesting. I have, women. honestly, I've hooked up with, m- if you're, if all the women I ever hooked up with we're in this apartment, it, it would just be horrible. But most of them would be straight, I would say. Oh. Or, would, or would be straight identifying right now. Oh, are you the dude? Yeah. You are the dude. I mean, I'm I didn't even have to ask that, that question. Stupid fucking I'm question. <laughs> you fucking she answered it without hesitation. If, 
if, if you ask me that, it's fine. But like, if some fucking moron and they're at a bar in the Midwest, like, so which one of you is the guy? Then I'm getting mad. But I know what you mean, and I but know you, and yeah. I get it. And it's fine. Question. Not stupid, like not it's, stupid, no, like it's, it's rude. Fine. Stupid, like fine. are you? An I stand idiot? by. I stand by. Are you an also, idiot? also, also I, I, why, why? Because of course, look at Sarah. <laughs> yeah, she's no. the dude. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Get more Bush Valid me? point. Well, it does. If you guys don't already follow us on Insta. Yes. At unhirable show. Are you they them? What are your pronouns? Oh no, she. I'm I'm a cisgender woman. Like I don't. I'm. God bless. Who cares? Stop bragging. (laughs) (laughs) My pronouns are the best. My pronouns are who gives a shit. Hello, the best. (laughs) The best sleep. The best shoes lying in the best hall. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the best did. The best is sorry. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the that. best is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes, isn't the best? <laughs> oh, it feels good. I mean uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Take back the night, Karen. It's stuck in. No, I love feminists. I really do love feminists. Like, I respect the work feminists did. I especially like on a like narcissistic level respect the work feminists did during the AIDS crisis Mm -hmm. because like who would have been like saving my life like other gay men and dope fucking feminists probably dykes. Yeah. Uh, But you know and white feminists a lot of white feminists but like you know like I just think that at this point we are all so like angry still and it's like when are we all just gonna like get the fuck over it. Well I don't think it's anger so much as being aware of the bullshit happening and in a lot of what we do for my show at least we talk about how issues are affecting women from varying backgrounds in my case the only sort of marginalized community I belong to is gay women but I do have white privilege cisgender privilege things like that but who cares like well, it, 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 well, it shapes the way you have to look at things i have to look at something and think how like, why is it shaped I the way am, you have I am to look at differently things. because of if i walk into to especially when i'm at home if i like in the midwest if i walk into a business am i being treated better than i would be treated if i were a black woman or Really, I mean, anyone. But, who but how much cares? of a con- how much of a conscious effort does that take? Like, isn't it enough instead of putting this filter on everything to just see people's intentions, and you'll know if people have ill intent or not, or are or are being hateful or not? Do you know what I'm saying? Instead of being like, well, I need to take a backseat in this situation because I'm coming from this privilege, and she's probably no. burned with that. To just see for what things are. I mean, I see it, but I but Without I also have pre-doing to pre-doing it. I have to just kind of like think about when I see someone talking about their or when I hear someone talking about their experience or I'm in a conversation, instead of rushing to, like, think of what I'm gonna say next or how does this how does this this particular thing affect me? I need to stop and think. Maybe this is a different situation for her and sort of let people explain their experiences but and listen. Not, and, but but and why is that understand. a political thing instead of just you being like a decent person thing? Like I'm, exactly. you seem like someone well, who just does that point. anyway. Like if I'm talking I to someone always, though, as in growing up, I grew up in a very white, but, like, but I'm talking about the, the, the simple no. decency of, of I'm talking about the simple decency of when you're having a conversation with someone mm-hmm. of just, listening to them talk like that's not a thing that you have yeah. to be like well no, I, I especially listen to the black experience or like when someone's talking to you or they're saying something like you seem like a nice person who listens to it do you know what I mean yeah but it doesn't I have to be a po- like like uh, a prescription for li- right you know what I mean right it's um, just like a decency I think no? it's hard for me to distinguish the two like sometimes I, I think like Am I am I just reading too much into every fucking thing that I'm exposed to? Probably. I probably Because I think yeah, a lot of white people do that. Yeah, but I just think if like white people relax and like like talk to black people. Mm-hmm. Not saying you don't do this, but if we all just like talk to black people and like say the wrong thing and like if everybody like there's a part of this that black people have to be on board with, which is to like not just let anything that white people say be an absolute stopping point Mm. because white people are afraid to speak around black people right Mm. now. That's like maybe too much to ask of some black people. I don't know, but I know a lot of black people who are willing to do that Mm -hmm. and who are willing to engage in these really tough, I would say the same amount of... But Kurt says this, and it's true. Also, I find consistently, I'm not the most experienced, but like Kurt says that, you know, like he started in black rooms and that black rooms in comedy, like judged judged more on like intent, like weren't as quick to judge based on like a buzzword or whatever. Like... 
I think to your point, um, that's a really good point though. That's exactly that's what I'm saying. Cause who shows up for anything that you and I do? The only people that show up for any party that Karen and I throw or whatever are gay black people, people, trans people and black yeah, people. That's mm-hmm. who throws up. That's who shows up to all of our parties. Yeah. And we border like a lot of them have told us to our face that Karen is racist. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because I don't give a shit about saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Not because I have racist intent, obviously, mm-hmm. or have racist ideals and that's I'm upholding. What but I just say shit. Yes. And some they're like, that sounds bad. And I'm like, okay, well it came out bad and you let me explain myself. And then sometimes they still call me racist. But like who that's has fine. A I just with us other white people. You have to be able to just like say it and not have people hate you for not having bad intent but just saying something wrong. Do you know what I mean? You can say the wrong thing without having bad intent behind it. Yeah, but how if do you someone know if like someone doesn't have you? bad intent? If you don't know just the person, for example. Who cares? Sure, but, but, just like but get Sarah, to know them like, a little. Yeah, but how much, we're all human beings. How much do you need to know someone really to, to have some read on whether they have malicious intent or not? You know, if someone's a performer, as you are, you right. can read an audience because you can tell that. You don't know each individual person. Right. You're reading them. And so you know if someone's heckling because they're ha- enjoying the show and just drunk or if they want to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Are you guys yeah. touching so each other? What's no, but no. I, I just want to point out that this I dog has been licking my leg. Oh for yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the He's podcast. a crazy <laughs> man. I didn't realize that's what he and was I'm doing until like just now. Yeah. I'm not super about. So the you dog. have hooked up with a guy. I just want to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a gay man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you people are filthy. <laughs> I know. He's an artist, so he'll just fuck anything. <laughs> he really <laughs> is. <laughs> you would know. I wish that were true because there are a few straight artists that I would fuck, by which I mean comics. Mm. Comics are so hot, yeah. especially straight bro-y comics. Or like, so? no, like who? Some of them. Name names. No, please. I can't. I can't possibly. Why? Because you know them personally? <laughs> Don't make me do it. Name them. Who do no. you want to fuck? Uh, daylight into no but <laughs> i think that some guys are just gross right but some guys who are like labeled evil i'm not talking about kurt metzger right now but some guys who are I, uh, I do no not one think was thinking that tommy here. well because i was talking about how he's like evil earlier labeled <laughs> like like evil like Kurt's you know what i mean like file under evil right he's in the evil folder on your desktop oh well the yeah, feminist I mean, desktop I, I, you have seen my computer yeah yeah <laughs> um but which i like strongly disagree with but the point being that like other comics who are kind of like Kurt that say things that people think are fucked up uh, I think are like actually like Dave Chappelle for instance Mm -hmm. is like a big like a major any hole and he says (laughs) shit that's like homophobic he's like he's like hashtag homophobic and all this shit and I like watch the same stand up set that everybody else watches and I'm just like I couldn't be less offended by anything he's saying because it's about intent and I hear the intent behind him. And even if what he's saying is like a little ignorant, it's like, okay, but what do I, why am I looking to Dave Chappelle to be exactly. the expert on gay fucking? I don't care. Like, I, yeah, right. of course it's weird to him. If a woman were talking to me the way I know gay men talk to Dave Chappelle, I would be like, bitch back down. Yeah. Literally. And I would probably get in trouble because then I'd be a misogynist for saying bitch. Well, I don't know why you anyone would look at stand-up heart, comics so. as not, like. But not for saying bitch. <laughs> just for what's in my heart. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, that is that is a valid point about like how why are we holding comedians of all people to some sort of standard of like who should be saying the most fucked up shit, right? And, and they're not. And it's not that they're yeah. immune to criticism for it, but <laughs> you sh- But why are these the people that we are, you know, looking towards for like really valuable social commentary? It's like that's not what the fuck they do at all. Comedian? And why are social we commentary? Well, I mean, well, sometimes. I mean, sometimes. But, but as far as topics. opinions that aren't going to offend anyone, I mean, I'm not. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I sort of, in my circle of, of women that I write with and that I spend a lot of time with, I'm like the only one who loves kind of your mainstream comics like Louis C.K. I find him to be fucking hilarious and I devour all of his stand-up shows and I like, on TV rather, I don't, um, I've never been to one I would love to, but I like, I, I'm able to sort of look past those things a little bit. Mm-hmm. I give comedians a fucking hell of a lot more leeway than I would. I don't know. An so actor why don't you give everybody that leeway? That's what I. I don't know. Don't I don't know understand. why I don't. I Not think just that you, I, but all of us. I think it's just because I'm in. I just because they entertain me. I guess it's the people who don't entertain me that I'm like, what the fuck are you bringing to the table? You it's are like boring someone, and you have uh, shitty opinions about things. It's like if someone ugly touches you or whatever, and you're like, <laughs> get the fuck off me. And then if you turn <laughs> on his hat, you're like, oh, it's consent. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hi. My consent is flexual. Yeah. <laughs> Hotness equals consent. I'm so sorry. Uh, you hear, heard it here first. Oh, oh, a guy was literally masturbating last night when he asked me if I had a cigarette. He was really nice about it. Al- like, just <laughs> randomly on the street? 14th Street and 6th Avenue getting on the L train. That sounds like the kind of place where you would see that. Yeah. <laughs> right downstairs in like full view of the wow. person in the thing. Yeah. All right. Did you give him one? I think that's assault. I don't assault. smoke, so Oh, no. yeah. That's yeah. assault. Don't make people see that. That's rude. That's taking, <laughs> away, that's taking away my... Thi- I was didn't he see ho- his oh, wait, I'm sorry. I didn't... Uh, no, no, I didn't no, no, no. The, ho- the important question. Out. I thought you meant like he was literally he hot? out. Did he keep it hidden? No, it was like under his pants, but uh-huh. he was masturbating. Yeah. Was clearly. he hot? Is under his pants. important <laughs> question. So um, we can decide if this is a felony or not. I'm sure somebody would want to fuck him. No, but he was like... Was he hot? No, 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 no. That's not how the law works. No, he was not hot. He was not hot. He was old and he was homeless. Okay, then it's a crime. It's assault. It's a crime. He should go to jail. That's the kind of assault. This is where Mayor Giuliani did the right thing. He just shipped them all to Long Island. Actually, but you know what's interesting? I did see... Uh, and this is where I really come down to it. Like we saw the show about Woody Guthrie and he talks about the workers and he was sticking to the union and unions like traditionally can annoy me because I think unions protect people that sometimes don't need to be protected, but also unions protect workers, which Mm -hmm. is more important than that. The more I think about it. And, um, and I saw long story short that, this woman was being taken to someplace. It was like in Massapequa in Long Island. Like the mental health service on the street in New York City was picking this woman up and the van that was taking her away was, it said like Massapequa on it. So they're like, they literally pick people still to this day. This is the legacy of Giuliani. They pick up the poorest among us and just ship them away. So we and don't And not even like them. that far. They'll just like drive them out an hour. And just what do they do? What's the what's the plan beyond that? They literally yeah, drop them off. Yeah, but what's the plan A of not doing? Okay, that? so we're supposed to just enough. keep them on the streets. But what I just think we all could do this is similar to like thinking about unions and workers yeah. and just like the people who are not Donald Trump because I think we spend too much time talking about him. Um, what we we need to heal the race shit, and we also need to just focus on making it a little bit easier for one another rather than like. Your annoying posts about like, oh, <laughs> I voted for Jill Stein and I can smell my own farts. And yeah. my annoying posts about like, uh, oh, all these fucking Hillary nutbags who can't get over the fact that she lost. Emails, 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 whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I say that's like really provocative and thoughtful and, <laughs> you know, produces like a good discourse, actually. So you're all welcome. You're mm-hmm. a good discourse. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Th- you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging. Um yeah, that's the end of the show. So thank you. No, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like oh, that's what like if we all it is almost I want to play rapid fire. Me though. as well. Yeah. yeah 100%. What is rapid fire? Get ready. Oh, oh God. God. You have to have sex with a man. Um, okay. But don't worry. It's Patton the dog. Oh, I think we already <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was lesbian sex. Yeah, he was, was looking. Yeah. You. I forgot how boring you guys do it. <laughs> Wait, do you wear a strap on? Yes no, or no, I actually never have. Okay, so that was a rapid I, fire I think intro. I want to though. Okay, <laughs> you're talking too much for rapid fire, but it's good for right <laughs> oh, now. I see, I see. No, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, rapid. Yeah, yeah. Rapid. No, we that was Is like a soft launch in restaurant yeah, terms. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So you did a great job. Okay, cool. That's yeah, yeah. a soft release. We'll get the yeah. recipe right. Um, so this is free word free association. This is where we say a word and you free associate rapidly. Rapidly. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. First thing. Okay, Dave we- Chappelle. Okay. Weed. Mm, racist. <laughs> racist. Weed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dyke. I Rosie O'Donnell. I don't know why that popped up in my head. Isn't that rude? Mm. Oh, the Rosie O'Donnell show. Of course, it's not rude. Kooshball. Oh yeah. I forgot Tom about Cruise. Koosh. Rosie O'Donnell show. Scientology. Tom Cruise. Homophobia. Ooh. It's so broad. It's such a broad term. Because it's an annoying term. That's why I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feminism. White. Yeah. It's another annoying word, apparently. You it, can't well, it is because it's such a broad, like. Yeah, first thing, first thing, feminism. Gloria Steinem. Ooh, okay. Already White. Had, but already had too much mm-hmm. time to think, doesn't count yet. Yeah, okay, Meryl Streep. That Instagram account where she is food. I don't Meryl know Street. this. Have you even wow, seen that? Okay. It's just they just put her face on food. Okay, okay. ready? Really stupid. Yep. Red bell pepper. Taco Bell. Drunk. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, globe. Elementary school classroom. Oh, interesting. Not okay, religion. Mom. War. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Mom. 
I don't even know what I think of when I think of her anymore. Oh. Disappointment. Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> Chelsea. Oh, disappointment. That's good. Donald Trump. Chelsea, I said. Oh, Chelsea. Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> red. I, I went to red. Red baseball caps. Ooh. For Which, Chelsea Clinton? No, with the color red now just like makes me, if I see a red baseball cap, even in the distance, I just mm. get like, oh God, is that a fucking make America great again hat? And wow. then I think about the person wearing it. I have never wanted to red own baseball a red caps. baseball cap more I mean, in my life. Wear one with just words, any kind no, of I words written in white, and everyone will look at you funny for just a second until they realize it's not one of those hats. Mm, that's interesting. That's compelling. Uh, okay. Lesbian. I can't say. Oh, it's just a not rapid enough. I know. Oh I can't my think god, of it. I don't Sarah. Know Sarah, the game. Okay. Um. Okay, Sarah. Here's 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 what I want you to give me. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mary, kill. Ooh. Okay. Rosie O'Donnell. All right. Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Melania Trump. Be I honest would. and don't you dare fucking wow. lie to our faces. You I've went, seen your girlfriend. You went deep. <laughs> you went deep. What does that mean? Well, I'll I'll answer after you answer. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's hear it. I would kill Rosie. I would. She's already probably suffered enough <laughs> deaths on the inside. <laughs> yeah. A lot of trauma. Uh, I would fuck Melania and I would I marry Hillary. Yeah, yeah, she dates models. <laughs> <laughs> she dates like babes. <laughs> I literally was going to scream in your face if you yeah. did not fuck Melania. <laughs> She's still so hot. Did you see that stupid dopey She's video so of like them looking at the, uh, the, eclipse. the eclipse? Yeah. How is she's she beautiful. She is regal. She is. She's yeah. a beautiful woman. But she's, she's like statuesque. even fuckable to me. Oh, and oh there's a dog. Oh my fucking Pat. god. All right, that's the end of the show. Sarah, tell us what you're working on. Pat. I'm working on uh, the box. You can go to at we are the box on Twitter and see all of our fun stuff that we posted to our YouTube channel. And our next season is coming up. And you have a new podcast that you're going to be opening. I do, yeah. It's called Diking Out with co-host Carolyn Bergier. And our next, our first episode will be probably two weeks from now. Six, six. September. Holy Diking fucking shit. Out. This dog's mm-hmm. a maniac. Uh, all right, cool. So we'll look for Diking Out. There's a dog losing its mind. There's yeah. a dog <laughs> Diking Out in the um, background. At Unhirable Show, Insta Twitty. Also, we are going to have a live show September 19th, and we are putting together the lineup right now. So keep your oh, ears these like opies. A little, bo- a little boxy preview or something. We could do like a little like We could do that. A, a little cross-contamination yeah, yeah, yeah. action. Okay, cool. All right, Just so the that's clip. us. Just the clip. At Karen Margolis, I mean, if you're listening to already know um tell your friends tell your mom don't tell your mom she's gonna hate us <laughs> uh we love you so much talk to us and we'll see you next week patreon.com slash unhire fuck yes the patreon patreon <laughs>